So today with me in the studio, I have a very special guest, as promised, and it is Rachel Warren from Birmingham Says No. Hello, Rachel. Hey, hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So, Rachel, you do a lot of work within the community, but I want to start off with the march yesterday. So for anyone that's listening, there was a march in town yesterday. You may have seen it, you may have witnessed it. You're about to find out what it was in aid of. So Rachel, do you want to kickstart? What was the march about yesterday? Yeah, absolutely. So um, basically, as you know, obviously we're an organisation in the city that works to tackle knife crime and youth violence. Um, we, we do various things, various projects, but yesterday was about coming together with some of the kennels, actually, kennels and dog breeders from across okay. the city. Um, um, one of them, Eclipse Kennels, reached out and he said, look, you know, I've lost friends to knife crime. I know so many young people that have lost, you know, family members, friends. Everyone seems to be affected. Can we join forces and do something? So we decided rather than just doing kind of a march in town, you know, just with the knife crime aspect, but to join forces and have the dogs come and join us and have kind of that attention, I suppose, of having the dogs and attracting the young people to come and talk and come and interact and that. So it was absolutely amazing it was it was brilliant we had about 20 kennels that joined wow. us from all across the city even like some came from manchester oh wow yeah amazing it was so good i mean the kennels we worked with primarily with the um like bulldog breeds so we yeah. had lots of excel bulldogs we had pocket bullies we had frenchies you know it was amazing and they, all well. and they all got on well surprisingly it was absolutely brilliant and i say so how did the so march good. start where did you start where did you we started up? at the town hall at 12 o'clock so we kind of had some placards we had our Birmingham Says No banner um, obviously you know all the, the kennel breeders came with their dogs and various supporters as well from outside of the dog community had reached out and said you know we'd like to get involved too can we come and help and hand out leaflets and things so we met by the town hall at 12 and then walked down to the bronze ball stayed by the ball for quite a while to be fair because it attracted so much attention you know we had like loads of people coming and talking to us and interacting it was really good so you had a lot of engagement there yeah definitely when we stopped down in the main part of the city centre it was amazing we literally had loads of people stopping taking photos and asking could they like meet the dogs stroke the dogs but it's a great avenue to kind of engage in a conversation. Yeah. And dogs, everyone loves dogs, don't they? Exactly. <laughs> well, they either love them or they hate them or they're just frightened to death of them. I mean, yeah. some of these XL bullies, they are so big yeah. and they look intimidating, but they're a little bit like our young people, in all fairness. They're stereotyped. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they, they are, yeah. honestly. That's they look, true. you know, people look at them and say, oh my gosh, you know, they're aggressive and they think pit bull and, you know, they're going to tear someone yeah. to pieces. But actually, they're really soft. sappy. Yeah, they're really soft on the inside. <laughs> they're beautiful. Don't get me wrong, you know. They can drag you around like a like a rag doll, and they, you know, potentially any dog has the yeah. you know facility to be aggressive if they're mistreated and not yeah. brought up properly and not trained and disciplined. And they are dogs that do need training. They do need discipline yeah, because course. they've got strong personalities. Mm-hmm, yeah. But you know, they they were amazing. The dogs were brilliant. You know, little children were coming up and stroking them like you know kids in prams, big teenagers. Everybody just couldn't get enough of and them. Really, they're asking, "What are you doing here?" And that's exactly. Well, that was the thing. I mean, you know, if you kind of do a, an anti-knife crime march through town, you'll get one or two people that'll engage, you know, and raise a hand or whatever, you know. But that that's it. 
But having the dogs there was a way of bringing particularly the young people yeah. in and to start engaging in conversation. And as you said, quite rightly, people then are like, oh, well, what are you doing here? What's this about then? How come you've joined together? Why are the dogs here? What What's it all about? And it's just another way of trying something new, really, to try and reach out to young people and get them engaged with what we're doing. And it's not your first march. So was there a difference in this march to previous marches that you've done because you had the dogs there? In all fairness, we've never done a march before. It's not something that I've, I've ever really been particularly passionate about. We've had events in town. We yeah. had a, a you know a brilliant staged event in Victoria Square. Did the dance competitions That's, and stuff, wasn't we've it? We've done se- yeah, yeah separate things as well. We had a big staged event in Victoria Square back in 2019, that and we it, had yeah. everything like spoken yeah. word. We had bike riders, we had dancers, we had speakers, etc., which was brilliant. But it was it was stationary. We didn't move anywhere. Okay. I say marches for me. They, they're great in the fact that they. Have have their purpose but we want to engage young people and really being seen to be walking down the street with a placard saying no to knives is not going to happen if you're (laughs) an active young person that's either carrying a knife or affiliated or wants to be seen to be one of the in crowd it's not going to happen exactly so you know as i say marches have never really been my thing so this we said rather than a march or a protest we called it a community walk which is what it was we're walking our dogs through the city come and talk to us yeah loud and screaming and yeah definitely exactly so we just kind of like you know took, it, it was actually a really chill day it was so good and everyone popped up after oh can we do another one it was so good it was so good so and i was happy to walk yeah well. everyone really enjoyed it was there any police in town around that time any police presence did they say anything well in all fairness we did reach out to the police just to kind of cover our own backs really we didn't yeah. want to be turning up in town with like 100 people <laughs> and 50 dogs, dogs <laughs> without saying anything so just out of courtesy we had yeah. emailed the police but um nobody actually got back to us i did reach out to simon foster i have to say god bless him the pcc he he messaged me immediately and said rachel brilliant great love this i'm gonna pass this on Mm. um but nobody actually did make contact with us um from the city center policing however when we arrived and the dog started to turn up and up van there on the office happening did to the email came over and had a chat you know what we were doing what the purpose was and obviously the police have been operating with the section 60 and doing lots of stop and search operations in the city but they've been i think you know anything support young potentially help the situation it's good for young people to see you engaging with the police because there's a stereotype with you sometimes yeah you drops the to the mask so, I mean, yeah, it's got very months from stuff in time. Definitely, and I think at the end of job, I'm yeah, not a police person. Do they want to? I really wouldn't no. because it's job in the world. No way, you know, come down people and people yeah. skills. But then equally, you're gonna have people that are, because of just the fact that they it's a police yeah, person. Do you police, know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't, they don't like the police. So yeah. obviously, I mean, for us. I say we reached out out of courtesy. They they kind of when we did the first walk down to the ball. They followed us down behind in the van, okay. and I think it was really sure okay. anything yeah. unfold or escalate. But you know we didn't do it to cause any inconvenience or to cause any trouble. It really was just you know ga- a gathering of people. Yeah. To you know, engage young people to raisins that we had of great um, stocks with. Your mind raised this around Anti Northcombe, and that's it for a good. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So, what are the for the listeners that are only just tuning in know about you? What have you done? Um, we've done several. We've done all kind of things, really. We've done big mass gathering events at the Lighthouse in Aston. Yeah. We've had like dance competitions. We've done open mic competitions. Um, you know, various things like that. We've done county lines workshops. We've done we've done lots of stuff on a mass group, but we've also done projects, and we've just recently done some training yeah. installed at the Lighthouse 
business centre in Newtown as oh, well. Yeah, we do a lot yeah. down there, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah, we had a bleed kit installed there, which was great. Um, in memory of a young man that lost his life in Bartley Green 10 years ago. So his okay. mum wanted to have that put there, which was lovely. Oh. So that was really nice. Um, you know, we, we do loads of bits and pieces. We've done, we took uh, 40 children to the ACA Centre just before um, the start of the summer. We've done, like, taken kids to Laser Quest, the Snow Dome. Like, literally right. just anything, anything we can do, really. <laughs> but we also do, like, we support families in terms of poverty as well. I mean, yeah. up until the new year, we were delivering uh, myself, my partner, Dee Kelly. Yeah. Uh, Birmingham says, no, I have to give the credit to in terms of the kind of food packaging. She definitely has taken the lead on that and has been delivering up to 75 parcels a week to families across the city you know with children and young people we've carpeted flats we've bought white goods we've bought a bed for a young man that was sleeping on the floor you know a cot for a baby that didn't have a cot or anything we can get our hands on in terms of begging borrowing and pleading you know we're not miracle workers but we're good at networking and it's nice to see because i remember speaking to you when i first met you when you first started birmingham size now yeah and you know you had this massive vision and to see now years later how many people that you've helped how many young people that you've got on board you have rapidly grown yeah definitely i mean we just hit 6k on instagram um, wow. a couple of days ago as well I was like woo and then after yesterday we've now gone to 6.1 so I'm like great it's, it's all good and yeah I think it's definitely because, as you've just said you know you don't just go out there with a message and say you know we want to raise awareness you actually get involved yeah. in the community yeah definitely well I think that's what's important it's all well and good you know telling young people I'll put down your knives but yeah. for what you know with, with what in mind you've got, to t- you've got to educate them yeah exactly yeah. and it's, it's such a complex situation you know people I think underestimate how complex complex this situation is we're not just talking about just drill music we're not just talking about all exclusion rates it's a massive bubbling pot including everything from mental health to poverty to drugs to lack of education to parenting to you know there are massive issues that are contributing to this increase in knife crime and youth violence and to tackle them it, you know, no, there isn't an answer. There definitely isn't. Mm. It's it's literally just a one by one person approach, really. And we are there to, you know, for anyone that wants to reach out. And we've had loads of people. We regularly get young people, you know, that will just pop into the DMs and be like, "Look, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I carry a knife, or I used to carry a knife, and you know, what what's my options, kind of thing." Right. And we'll just have open conversations and just it's say, well, for them yeah, well, exactly, it? exactly." And anybody that's like engaging on the social media do you know what you what you're doing is your business i'm not there to preach to you and tell no, you don't do it don't do it don't yeah. do it yeah. i'm there that if you want to reach out and you want to discuss it or you want another option or you want some support then great fine do you know what i mean that's yeah. what we're there for and you're not there just to sort of give a lecture it's like do you want to start a new course i can help you on a new course exactly Let, you know, take the mandates out. No, you don't just um, preach a message exactly i don't know these young people's personal circumstances i'm in no position to preach to anybody yeah. so i can't be jumping up saying oh my gosh i've just seen you post a picture you know you're holding a zombie knife do you realize it that's not my job Mm. you know i can't judge because i don't know what that person's actually doing why they're doing it obviously you know there's an awful lot of manipulation in this whole circle as well you know it's a much bigger 
picture. Yeah, and it we seems have to get worse the more time goes on for some reason. Absolutely. Like when I was younger, it was you know it was a thing, but it was never as common as it is now. Yeah, now definitely. I'm, an adult, I'm like I'm scared for my nieces. I'm scared yeah. for myself. It's, yeah, it's a fearful world out there now for young people. Yeah, it really is. Do you think the lack of youth provisions? I know there's many accumulating aspects of it, but do you think that the youth provisions, if they had more places to go, more things to do, do you think that could reduce it even by a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I mean, anything that can contribute has to be a good thing. So, yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, I mean, over the last kind of like, you know, five, six years, we've seen massive reductions in funding for youth services. We've seen massive reductions in, you know, kind of youth clubs and youth provisions that have been closed down. Um, Idris Alba was talking just a couple of days ago. Obviously, Arsenal had gone onto the pitch in their white shirts to kind of raise awareness of knife crime. Idris Alba was talking about it and he was saying in the last, I don't don't know how many years he said, but in the last several years, in just his area of North London alone, there's been a reduction of over 400 youth provisions that have been stripped from the community. You know, what, yeah, what good is that going to do? Exactly. A lot of people are in charge of it. What do they think is that's what I mean? And then, you know, the people that the, the power that be are questioning, well, you know, what can we do to tackle knife crime? First of all, don't strip the funding and don't take away all the youth provisions that they have to go to. I went to a youth club when I was young, gone out. Same, same, yeah, definitely. And the thing is, as well, it's the whole funding arena is a big yeah. issue as well because. What happens is you've got the biggest, very well-established multinational charities, yeah. you know, that are doing great work. I'm not saying for a second they're not, but they get all the funding. They've been getting yeah. all the funding since Thy Kingdom come and nothing's changing. Nothing's it's changing. getting worse. Yeah, I mean, there is certain charities, not, no names mentioned, that have got millions and millions. That's what I mean, exactly, but yet nothing changes. Yeah. So really, is it not time to actually have a shake-up and say, you know what, maybe we need a different approach here. Mm. Maybe we need to look at the grassroots organisations yes. that are doing great work on the ground and provide them with some of this funding. Yeah, like, I agree, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. In Birmingham, I mean, there's, you know, don't get me wrong, there's there's money that goes out every now and again from the Violence Reduction Unit, from, you know, various other organisations, yeah. lottery funding, etc. The bigger organisations, again, tend to get it. Birmingham City Council, youth services, etc. Yeah. The grassroots organisations often get what I refer to as the scraps. Yeah. Oh, here you go. There's a £5,000 active fund citizen who wants it and you've got 200 organisations scrapping for £5,000. Yeah. Whereas if you give one twenty thousand pounds they could open a big massive exactly. in Birmingham. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah. I don't want it. Keep it. Yeah. We don't We don't have funding. The only funding we've ever received was from the Prince's Trust and that was before COVID okay. and we've used that for so many different things and we've pocket. So now people have said, Laurie, I can offer that for free. Are you interested? Like, yep, definitely. Whether that be a building or a service or whatever, you know, don't we hold in arena? There's a lot of us, you know, not the only one. Great work, they yeah. really are. And they're doing anti pocket. I always feel like an anti good that organize yourself. It's sad that organizations like yourself have to exist. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Place and to help young people, to help people in poverty, you know, to help people that do struggle the most unfortunate in society. Yeah. You know, people in the community that help the But community. that's the problem again, isn't it, though? Saying, so yeah. they've got nations like do it for free because yeah. we care. So we're going to do it anyway. Yeah. We're going to pay you to it yeah. you're gonna do it because you care yeah, anyway yeah, yeah, got yeah. a dong load it do you yeah. know what i mean and that's the way it is and i think that's it and the reality and the thing in grassroots organizations are run by people with lived experiences of these yeah. issues yeah, they, are, yeah. they are run by people that have been gang affiliated mm. that have carried knives that have been in prison that have been stabbed have been stabbed have shot yeah, yeah. do you know what i mean have carried drugs run of 
had these turn their life around and no one to guide others. Yeah. They have qualifications in any piece of paper you could ever they know, they know the truth and reality of the situation. But yet they have to sit around a few hundred quid here, a few hundred up. It's wrong, yeah. you know, it needs reassessing. No, it really shouldn't because I know for a fact that there's people working in this arena with those experiences that have greater qualification to work with these young people yeah. than, you know, somebody that's been to university for 20 years. I'm not discredited. Yeah. I mean, I've got university degree, I've got a master's, etc. Yeah. You know, I'm a professional myself, yeah. but equally I do have lived experience as well as, yeah. but not as much as some of the people that are doing the work on the ground, you know, and they are invaluable, but they're the not re- valued. They're more relatable as well, aren't they? Totally, totally. Like if I was a young person and someone had been through what I was going through, I'd want to listen to them and talk to them. Exactly. Than, you know, some that kind of just wants to talk at you not with you exactly so what can we expect for you coming up in the future and you've got another well, event coming we up have we have we have we've got an event coming up on the 29th of january and yeah. um, we're doing a female empowerment event this time actually we've like most of our work has kind of been um We've, we've done like kind of unisex, both male and female, but yeah. we tend to attract like quite a high volume of male um, followers and supporters. Yeah. We've done lots of stuff with like the young bike life community, which is predominantly male. And we took a group and went to like do some archery and woodworking classes and all kind of things. So we kind of thought, right, we want to do something just for the females this time yeah. as our next event. So we're doing this female empowerment event on the 29th of January. Yeah, that'd been, that'd yeah been we've, got a, we've got a fashion show. We've got a DJ we've got um, food free raffle free prizes we've got a selection of young entrepreneurs at the moment we've got 30 young females that are all showcasing their okay. businesses and people can come in and are free to buy goods from them we've got motivational speakers we've got two singers literally we've got everything we can cram into like you know four or five really hours good. so it should be amazing well, come and get a few interviews absolutely yeah definitely absolutely you know I'd encourage any females to come down, young or old, do you know what I mean? Come down and join day, us. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna have to take I'm gonna have to take my purse. I know that. Some of the things <laughs> they're selling, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna be broke like by the market. time I leave. Yeah, definitely. So where can people find out more about this then about the new event and about yourselves as well? Okay, yeah. So obviously social media, um, Instagram, Birmingham says no, um, on Instagram. And on Facebook, our Facebook is Birmingham says no to knife crime and serious youth violence. So you'll find us on both of those platforms. Obviously, my partner, D. Kelly, predominantly runs the Facebook. Yeah. Um, I run the Instagram. So, again, we do all our own social media. So if you want to reach out to us, um, yeah, either way. And I, yeah, thank you so very much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for thank having you. us. Listeners, remember, get to the event on the 29th of January. Coming up, we've got Alicia Keys with No One.